Welcome. You're at OTR, Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. OTR is a safe place where you can go to hear how real people recover from all kinds of mental issues. Also, this show sometimes has experts with practical tips that can help a lot. Your host is Bob Adelman, who brings you important information and interesting shows and interviews to help you with your journey. Bob also has occasional solo shows, like the popular Beating Severe Anxiety and Depression, which takes you through a severe depression, which some calls a nervous breakdown, although Bob refers to it as an episode. And finally, the most important function of the show is to lessen the stigma of mental illness and allow people to talk about their issues to show that mental illness is nothing to be ashamed and embarrassed about. To try to prevent suicides which crush the family of the person's sudden death. There will be opinions about medicine versus natural healing and much more. Now here is your host, Bob Adelman. Thank you, Juliet. Very nice. Um, she always tells us what our podcast is about, and I tell you what the episode is about. Today's episode is going to be a solo episode. Um, just a few topics I wanted to go over, and also want to explain why I haven't produced anything in a while. Um <laughs> The problem was I was working on something for YouTube, but it turned out to be too much noise in the background, so we have to reshoot that. So I might do a replacement YouTube episode if that works out. Other than that, um, I will do a few more interviews and put them out as soon as I can. One thing I'd like to thank everyone that gave to Amy. Uh, the poor girl in Blackpool, England, who couldn't get through the system and get help for her mental issues. Um, they wouldn't give her medicine or anything for the pain, so she wound up cutting herself. I know when I had my problem, uh, I went from Xanax to Xanax, so I don't even know how people could stand it without that. The Xanax helped me sleep. It numbed some of the pain, although it was still pretty bad. So I don't look down on people that cut because it's a desperate act and it, it's not needed since we do have medicines that can help people sleep better and reduce the anguish. I think part of the problem is that People that haven't gone through it have no idea how much, not just pain, but anguish is a better word, that you go through when you go through a major depression. Anxiety levels are through the roof. At least it was for me. And I feel for anyone in that situation. So if you can donate, uh, there's a link on my website my Facebook site, um, or just share that link. And thanks to you, Amy's going to be okay. I think. Um, she's being taken care of, which is great. Um, the next subject is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's um, 
something we talk about a lot on the show. It's a attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. First thing that's confusing about it is they have several names for it, ADD, ADHD, other variants. Um, so I just go with ADHD. You don't have to be hyperactive to have attention deficit. Um, I think the biggest problem with ADHD is that a lot of people don't know they have it. They just think, like I used to, that they're just very strange. They don't fit in. But I'm here to tell you it's it's something that's very important that you work on. And I'm with my new doctor and starting new medicine for it. In the past, the medicine has always made me really messed up, but... Now I'm retired and it's worth it. I'm going to give it a shot because the ADHD at this age is bad. Uh, my relationships with my children have suffered. Um, I'm more edgy. And, you know, when you're boss and you don't feel safe, you tend to, you tend to lose your temper. At least I do. You tend to lash out at people. So it really is a big and much bigger issue than they, they make it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to preach all day about it, but I want to make sure that everyone knows that it's a problem. You may have it. You should get tested. If you have it, try to get help. I know there's medicine. Some people don't like medicine. So maybe there's some other alternatives. I'm sure there is. So I'm just reaching out to everyone so they know they need to get help and get better. Uh, so you don't get bullied or picked on or you feel like you're out of it or lost. Um, I mean, I don't think you're ever going to get completely cured, but if it gets worse, situations get worse around you, uh, more trauma comes into play. And speaking of trauma uh, and cutting, as we mentioned earlier, one of the things I think that happens to people with depression is that um, we all do something to cover it up, I, I believe. I mean, none of us want to go down into that dark place. So, unfortunately, I think what we do is we make up trauma. We make up bad situations. We're always in a fire drill. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Or else we have an addiction. Drinking, drugs, smoking, Um a reading disorder called dyslexia is another thing that I have, and it makes it twice as bad. So throughout my life, I always had to compensate. I always had to cover up. I always had a. I was always afraid someone would find out. <sighs> this guy is weird. He's a weirdo. And I used to sit in my car 
and, and just sit there in, in a quiet night and, and try to understand why. Why was I different? Why did I get lost everywhere I went? Why couldn't I pay attention to people? Why is every conversation in the car, I don't know what's going on because I missed five or six pieces of it, and I have to go, what would you say? What would you guys say? What are you talking about? I do that all the time, and people are sick of it. Um, people tell me things, and I go back, and I do something stupid because I don't remember what they told me. And then they look at me and say, you're stupid. I have had many, many peers um, make fun of me, make me into the clown. Um, even to this day, my self-esteem is very low. When you can't do things that the world expects you to do, how the hell are you supposed to have confidence and self-esteem? I do have a fighting spirit. I have resilience. You have to have resilience. When you have ADHD, you have resilience. Because you continually get knocked down on the mat. Boom, boom, boom. Over and over and over. And then you wake up the next day, boom, boom, boom. It never stops. It never stops. So I, I urge people to check into medicines or check into techniques or check into meditation, anything that you think could relieve attention deficit disorder. And if anyone wants any more information on it, just go up to the TED Talks, attention deficit, and you'll have brilliant people who all have exactly what you have. We're, we're in a club. We're not united enough, but we're in a club. And I believe Einstein had either dyslexia, ADHD, or, or both. But he was so damn smart, it didn't matter. <laughs> and I think it's the smart ones that kind of survive it. They, they, you know, they juggle around like crazy to try to survive. You're, you're a survivor. You're a warrior. That's what you are. People that have this and don't know it, it's just a terrible thing not to know. And it's a terrible problem. And I know I bring it up a lot. And I try to balance the show out with all different types of mental disorders. But so much of my personal disorder comes from this. The low self-esteem, the, the, the loathing, the, just, you know, just the depression, the anxiety. I have so much anxiety talking. Sometimes when I talk to a person face to face, I can't, I can't do it almost. It's like my mind goes somewhere else. I'm in a, you know, I start panicking because I don't know what I just said or I don't know what he just said. And boy, if you ever want to lose somebody or get made fun of, just have attention deficit disorder. People hate me because of it. And other reasons. I'm not a perfect person. But it causes me to be even worse 
than a normal person because I get so angry and so flustered that I don't want to show that I'm weak or flustered. I, you know, then I just start yelling. I start yelling and then people are like, oh, I'm not going to hang out with this person. Um, I didn't mean to go on a soapbox like this, but I think some of the best thing I do is just speak from the heart. I hate everything that's made up. Uh, you know, I kind of suck as a host because, you know, it's like a script. And I'm just not a person that can do that well. That's why I have Julia to help me. Used to have my daughter. Well, she don't want to do it anymore. Uh, matter of fact, she doesn't want much to do with me at all. Because in their eyes, I believe, and maybe I'm paranoid, you could say it, but I believe they think I'm a loser. They think I'm a loser and a clown. That's what they think. That's what a lot of people think. And, and I'm tired of it. I'm just really tired of it. I put this show together. It's doing well, and it's helping people. Because I suffered so much, it's unbelievable. And a lot of people suffer more than me. I'm not the most suffering person in the world. I just want to tell you, if you want to treat your problems, make sure you don't have ADHD first. Because that will make these problems. That will make problems for you. So I'll get out of my soapbox for a minute and get on another soapbox about the United States of America. The great United States of America. Now, I love America. It has freedoms that no other country has, and it's less corrupt than almost every country. The problem is that, according to my research, and I could send you papers or places I got this from, we are number two in of all the countries, including Africa. I know Africa is not a country, but the whole continent of Africa. Everybody, except Ukraine. Ukraine is number one. The U.S. is number two. Number two. Number two in depression. Number two. Why is that? Well, what's your typical day? You pick up your cell phone, it doesn't work. You pick up your iPad, doesn't work. You pick up the PC, it doesn't work. Something's wrong with it. You got to update this, update that. I don't know how anybody does it. I, I have an IT background, and I'm just chasing technology. The whole day, you know, it's like myself on my iPad. I love those machines, but it's stressful to keep them maintained, keep them up and running. It's very stressful. So I think a lot of people run into that problem. And and what else might be causing depression besides COVID? This split between Republicans and Democrats. Now, everybody has a set of talking points. Republicans have talking points. 
Democrats had talking points. Where do we get the talking points from? Uh, TV, CNN, Fox, Tucker, uh, Cuomo, Don Lemon. They tell you what the talking points are. Whether you believe them or not, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Believe what you want. It's America. It's free. Nobody has a gun to your head. But take a second look at things. Maybe this is some kind of compromise. Maybe we don't have to be this polarized. I mean, just for example, for some reason the Republicans now kind of own the space program. You know, Trump wants the Space Force. You know, hand out helmets and whatever. <laughs> I like space. I mean, I like the space. I grew up in the 60s, and, and the space program was unbelievably exciting for me. But I'm um, considered maybe a, a liberal now. So what, I, I can't like the space program now? Or else my fellow Democrats will go, why do you, why do you like a Republican thing? Well, I don't know if that'll happen, but the other thing is, way back when I had a show called Garage Talk Talks, it was me and a person from Garage Talk PC. His name was Mike S. We could leave it at that. And Mike S. said, wow, we made that great show. Let's do another one. And this time I'll record it. So we sat down and we started to talk about we wanted to prove to the world that Democrats and Republicans can get along because we were getting along. Then the talking points came out. The wall, abortion, women's rights on, on the Democratic side. I'm not going to go through the talking points. It's not worth it. I just want to say to everyone who's listening, think about something other than a talking point. Think about how we can come together. I mean, maybe we can't. Maybe we just can't. I mean, the whole thing about the, the I, I, I have rights not to wear a mask. Fine. Now I'm taking my seatbelt off for the rest of my life. I have rights to it. I don't want to wear a seatbelt. Now, that's a talking point, I guess. But it's true. I don't want to wear a seatbelt. I don't care. It's my right not to wear it. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have my seatbelt on. Mr. Policeman, who's on a motorcycle. Nice guy. He just said, you know, you didn't have your seatbelt on. And he went back to his motorcycle. Well, he has a helmet. What happens in a crash of a motorcycle versus a car, with, with or without your seatbelt on? So everything's kind of ridiculous. I mean, there's states that have no helmet laws, and oh my goodness, and then, and then the guns, and oh god, we can't come together. Even Mike and I couldn't come together. He, I tried to talk to him after that because I actually put parts of the show up on an episode called Agree to Disagree. 
and it might be out there somewhere because there's so many copies of of hosting podcast sites. So, so if you see it, you know it's like an antique. But we just argued about everything. I mean, I don't know why we like that. I I, I can't figure that one out. Um, why can't we somehow work some of this stuff out? <laughs> somehow work some of this out. To the point where it makes sense for everybody. Like wearing a seatbelt. Maybe putting on a mask, even though it doesn't work, and I know the nose and everything. Or don't put it on. You know, you have a right not to put your mask on. Or your children. But, I don't know. It's so hard to know what's right. It's so hard to know what the right thing to do is. Should you get vaccinated? Should you not? I mean, for me, I just got vaccinated. I believe in the science that they're putting out there. Maybe they're putting a microchip in my arm. I don't know. But I believe in it. And I got to believe in something, and that's what I believe in. Rather, I don't believe in, oh, COVID wasn't all that bad or... or it was like the flu and not that many people died. I, I don't believe that. Now, it may be true. I choose not to believe that based on things I read and saw and heard. And what is the truth? It's always something different. Um, you can't get to it, in my opinion. You can never get to the truth. And it's just... I mean, certain things are obvious. I mean, but, you know, they're challenging the earth being round. <laughs> the earth being round. I don't get it. But you can believe whatever you want. But let's be tolerant of what other people believe. Let's listen to them. If them. They say that they don't want to wear the mask and they can explain why they're not going to infect anybody else. Then it goes to a court and the court decides and that's it. But we have to talk. We can't get mad. We can't. Oh, I'm not wearing a mask. It's my hair. Let me write my snots on your sleeve. That kind of stuff is what I'm talking about. Believe what you want to believe. You're going to anyway. Nobody's ever going to change your mind. That maybe Tucker or Cuomo and, and those guys. They'll change your mind, but that's okay. Um, it's just, I have a vehicle here where people are listening. I don't know how many people are listening from the United States, but I guess what I'm trying to say is everybody's right and everybody's wrong. There's no real right or wrong. I mean, you, if you drop a hammer behind your back, in a, in a planet that has gravity, it's going to fall. Um, <laughs> you could say that's the truth. But are we even on a planet? <laughs> Is it flat? <laughs> Anything could be like it. Unless you want to mount the space, you can't prove it to yourself. So, what, all I'm saying is, let's compromise America. Not that 
I probably have two people from America listening, right? But it's not important if I got it. My message out to one person, that would be important to me. Let's try to compromise somehow. I mean, we only have one country, so we got to figure out how we're all going to live in it without going crazy, uh, without needing all sorts of depression medicine. And the last subject that I wanted to talk about was uh, spirituality. I think that it's one of the most important subjects. Okay, what is spirituality to me? Well, I think the most important thing in spirituality is to live in the now. Right now. 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 We have a series of nows. I don't believe in afterlife. Everything lives, everything dies. That's what I believe. You can believe whatever you want because we're in America. But one thing is true. If you live in the now, you cannot be depressed. There's no such thing because you're in now. You're now. There's no, well, why would you be depressed? There's no fear because nothing's coming afterwards. Nothing came before. Now, you're going to say, well, I can't do that. Yes, you can, but you can try. You can try to live in the now. If you're reading a book, read a book. If you're reading a book and eating, read a book and eat. Don't go off on all sorts of tangents and your mind just wanders into your past life and, and oh my God, the Tuesday I have to bring Bobby to the soccer game. Uh, now. Okay, that's my only message on spirituality. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just saying what I believe. And I have a vehicle, and I'm using it. I really, really, really think that if you live in it now, you can help your depression and anxiety. I do it all the time. If I get to a dark place, I start just paying attention to what I'm doing. It's a little bit harder because of ADHD, but I can do it. I can say, oh, here's a mic in front of me. And the mic has a stand, and I'm looking at that now. And the next now comes, and the next and the next. You don't know what the future will bring. You don't know what's dangerous. What is dangerous? Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Getting COVID, not getting COVID. Getting the vaccine, not getting a vaccine. I mean, there's so much fluff. There's so much fluff in the world. So much, so many distractions. So that's why I think people are depressed. Those reasons I gave. We are not living in the now. We're living in the future or the past. If we live in the now, it's impossible to be depressed. Because 
your body may be depressed, but you're not panicking about it. You're not saying, oh my God, I'm going to have an episode. You're not panicking because you don't know what's going to happen next. Because you're living in it now. And the past doesn't really give a shit. Everybody didn't pay attention to me. Poor Bobby. Who cares? Who gives a shit? We can look at our past, but we have to look now. You say, well, I'm going to start dieting tomorrow. No, you're not. You're going to start right now. Or they'll say, I'm going to try to get off the couch in five minutes. How can you try to get off the couch? You either get off the couch or you don't. You can't try. There's no trying in baseball. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that one. Uh, I try to put some humor into my show. I don't succeed most of the time, but really, I don't care. I'm 63 years old. I have a terrible spinal condition. I have children that think I'm a clown. And I have no charisma other than maybe speaking from the heart. I don't know if they can call that charisma. But that's what I do. I speak from the heart. Because nice guys do finish last. No good deed goes unpunished. But the important thing is you do it anyway. Because guess what? If everybody did a good deed, we wouldn't have this world of people trying to climb over each other to reach a goal that when they get there, they'll be like, what? Is this all there is? This is it? This is what I was reaching for? What do I do now? It's the journey. Another spiritual thought. It's the journey, not the goal. And it's priorities. And the biggest priority I have is my family, even though, you know, we have some splinters. But I just want to be home. I want to be with my family, my grandchildren. I just got a granddaughter. Haven't seen her yet. There's nobody to take me there. I just want to be home. That's all. That was the first episode. Or maybe it was the second episode. But that's what Dorothy of the Wizard of Oz, OTR, over the rainbow, Dorothy wanted what? What was over the rainbow? When she got there, what did she want? What did she want? There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. What a what a what a wonderful message in a shitty world. Why can't we do it? Can't do it on my show. But I'm still gonna talk. Maybe I get forty people. Um some other joker will get 
490 because his music is better. But it doesn't matter if I reach one person, if I can help anybody, then I, it's like helping a million people. Because, I mean, if, if you can stop people from hurting other people, then that will multiply. And there'll be more and more people like that. And people will know how to parent their children. And that's a whole other subject. So I'll get off my soapbox. I just wanted to say a few words and let you know that the show's not dead. I'm coming back. Maybe with a YouTube episode. If not, I'll, I'll have another interview with the hundreds of thousands of people that are depressed. Well, 6.8%. And I think so many people, they want to have hope. Can I give you hope? Yes, I can. Do the work. Get the medication. Change your thought. Do something you enjoy. All these are tips that were on this program. Worry less. Uh, just say, look, God has me covered. You know, God has me covered, or the universe has me covered, whichever you want to think. They have you covered to help and get better and heal. So I urge people, especially ones that might be considering a terrible, terrible thing like taking their lives. Taking your life is not just taking your life. It's easy on you, in a sense, once it's over. But the people you leave behind suffer unbelievable anguish and pain. There's so many people that love you and you don't realize it. But when you leave, you leave an awful gap, a terrible gap in the hearts of these people. So a, a simple phrase or message would be, don't give up. Don't give up. No matter how bad it is, no matter how much you want to give up and just say to hell with it, do not give up. Call me, write me, send me a flare. I'll be there if you need me. Maybe you need someone else. A pastor or a psychiatrist or a counselor. Reach out, get help. Stop drinking, stop drugging. It will happen in your life if you want it to happen. If you want it to happen. People can do anything they want to do. So I can't emphasize enough. Please, please don't give up. Okay. I think I talked enough again. You know the drill. Over the rainbow, Bob at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Please look at that one show for the question 
What are you suffering from? What, what is your mental issue? Please give me some answers on that. Um, on my Twitter at over the rain one bow, I have 730 uh, followers now. So please check that out as well. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for OTR dash achieving mental health for real. I'm on YouTube. My YouTube channel is, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll put it in the link. Uh, I'm going to try to have another show on YouTube. I'll let you know when it, when it's happening. Originally we had, uh, Mandolin Moses scheduled, but there were, there was a lot of noise where she was. And I think we're going to do that show over. So maybe we'll get somebody else first, but whoever gets out there, I'll let you know, because I really do want to spread this. I want to spread the, the word of hope and, and the word of don't give up. Okay. I mean, I'm out of time. Um, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Have a great week. I'll be, I'll have a show as soon as I can. A regular interview. And I thank you for listening. Take care.